Hello everyone, this is the Joyclicks Gamescast. I'm your moderator, Christian Buckley. Joining me once again for episode 5 is the conductor, Kevin Diaz. Empire Strikes Back episode, guys. This one's gonna be a banger. If we're if we're if we're going off Star Wars episodes, this one should be the best. Uh, for this listeners, be I am wearing a Star Wars shirt at the moment. Which is like I almost wore my Empire Strikes Back shirt today. And I was like, no, actually, I'll I'll go with this blue Adidas, like, you know, chill mm-hmm. type jacket, you know. I really like this one because it's like a, a nice salmon, you know. It's like I'm, a salmon-y pink. I'm trying to imagine it because we can't see each other while while we're recording this mm-hmm. podcast. But right. I imagine – wait, I said that weird. I imagine a, 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 a salmon-colored Star Wars shirt. Yeah. So I'm going to say it looks nice. Top left corner, small white logo, Star Wars. It's nice and classy. I enjoy it. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. I like that. I like that. But despite how good we may be trying to look for this year's show, we messed something up last week. Mm, hate to see it. Beginning the patch notes music. Uh, patch notes, of course, is where people can let us know updated information on things we talked about last week via comments or Discord. Uh, last week... Not, not necessarily something we got wrong, just like an added piece of information, because you, Kevin, playing your first Pokemon game... I am. You I had am the indeed. question of expecting Charizard to be bigger. Right. Yeah, I did. I did. He just... I mean, he looked like around the same height as his trainer. Yeah. So I was like, wait a minute. I don't know if this is right. But granted, yeah, I, mean, I don't know anything, so... <laughs> Fair. But you were drawing yeah. comparison to um, Detective Pikachu, right? Because the scale, was. that was your reference for Pokemon before you started Pokemon Sword. Indeed, indeed. Yes. So via YouTube, we have the information that um, in Pokemon Sword and Shield specifically, the scaling of everything is kind of wrong. Um, Tyranitar, which is another Pokemon, is supposed to be 6'5", according to the Pokedex and information we have. Right. And... Um, in the game, it is approximately a head's worth of measurement shorter than the player character. Huh. Shorter? Yes. Wow. So and he's got it. Wow. I don't think these, like, 11-year-old Pokemon trainers are pushing 6'5". I assume they're not 7'2", about to start with the Lakers. I assume not. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You would huh. think not. Huh. But I wonder uh, why. that is the only patch note for the week. So shout out to TS Phoenix on YouTube for that. Thank you for that glorious information. Uh, but why don't we just keep that conversation going? Because you are uh, still playing Pokemon, right? Indeed, indeed. It has definitely sunken into uh, the the type of game I expected it to be, which is the definitely right before I go to bed. You know, knock about thirty minutes, forty five minutes. You know, just chilling in bed, catching Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have my first battle yes. that was quite uh, – that that didn't go to plan, if mm-hmm. I may. I wasn't recording it, unfortunately. But he knocked out five of my Pokemon, I think. And because I was, I was trying to catch it, but it just was, it, was – it just didn't want to do it. I don't know what's going was on. Was it in the wild area? Yeah. No, it, it – it wasn't in the wild area. I am I'm, I'm on my way still um to uh Bulberry, I think the hill. Oh, I forgot what the time. It's it's the second it's the second 
it's the town right after Route Five, okay. uh, where I came from. The first gym battle, which we will talk about in a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, I'm still, you know, going to my next destination from the first gym battle. Just taking it a little bit slow, trying to, you know, level up these, level up my Pokemon, let them mm-hmm. evolve, catch. Do you some find more, yourself grinding much? A lit, um, a little bit, but I am like still trying to just keep the game moving, you know, while just, uh, just on the way I'm grinding. You know, I don't want to yeah. like backtrack and you know do all that necessarily yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm still definitely still going on the path. Uh, but I have been grinding a little bit more after our conversation about how like hey I should you know work on getting these Pokemon a little bit more evolved, a little bit more friendly with me as well. You know, mm-hmm. when I see like a little stop, a little campsite, I'll play with the toy. I think it's kind of how was that always a feature in Pokemon? So, so what about a toy and like have like a friendly type thing? I want to say in Sun and Moon on the 3DS, it might have been the remakes of Gen 3 on the 3DS, which came out mm. before Sun and Moon. I they see. did add um, a system where you could use different like accessories and the touchpad on the 3DS to like pet your Pokemon or like if they had a static a status effect, like if they mm. were um, paralyzed or something. There was a tool you could use if you went into this menu. And you could, like, brush away the static on them. Mm. So instead of using, like, a paralyze heal, you could just use the, like, the interaction on that level. Right, right. So recent games have let you interact with the Pokemon in, like, a more casual way other than battle. Yeah, not, um, no, not, not like in, wait, wait, what was it, what? Uh, I was saying that other, like, recent games have gave, given you the option to like do stuff ah. with them besides battling. Okay, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I follow you. I follow yeah. you. Yeah, but um, on my way to you know on Route Five, ran to a Pokemon, gave me a lot of trouble. The first I feel like actual challenge I've had. Well, no, that's not true. The the gym battle which you all can watch on Joy Clicks right now. Uh, it's about uh like half an hour of me going through my first gym battle. Mm-hmm. Um, again to uh, a sticky situation at the end, you know, but we. Uh, I won't. I won't spoil the outcome, mm-hmm. but I, I did I watch this. Definitely, you did, and I can recommend it. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it was, well, it was a whole thing. Yeah, like since thing. this is your first Pokemon game, and it took. You, we talked last week. You're still learning the ropes of typing and everything. Right. For listeners that may know something about Pokemon, Kevin chose Sobble, <laughs> the water type. And was relying on him for a little bit in this grass gym. <laughs> so I recommend checking out the video to see how it went. Now I see the how how mm-hmm. it's 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 going the wrong way, Kev. You're you're trying to go the wrong way. You should have flipped it and reversed it, you know. But yeah. um, but you're still enjoying it. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, definitely still enjoying my time with it. Definitely enjoying it. Awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm thinking. I don't know if I'll record every gym battle as kind of like the main update. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if I'll do that. That seems like a decent route to go, but we'll see. I'll I'll definitely keep the channel updated on my Pokemon Sword uh, experience. You know? Very nice. And remember, at the end of it all, you got to fight me. That's the final challenge. That is gym number nine. Yeah. Gym number nine is the Chun Gym. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta get my team ready. <sighs> I gotta get a team. Listen. <laughs> yeah. All I need is Drizzle and Volpix. Volpix really has been the homie lately. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of like Volpix, maybe a little bit more than Drizzle, but that's fair. A lot of people move past the the starter, especially in the recent games. 
I do want to keep Drizzile in my party for yeah. as long as possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But he's um, someone putting in work. I have been messing around. The Star Wars shirt is uh, apt because mm-hmm. uh, I hopped back in to one of my favorite multiplayer experiences of the generation, if I'm being honest. Wow. Star Look Wars Battlefront 2. Mm. Listen. This game is good. I, I need... Look, I know a lot of people like to crap on EA, right? Mm-hmm. Understandably so in the past. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Definitely feel like they have deserved it in some instances, you know? Um, Battlefront 2 in 2020 is not one of those things. Battlefront Even, 2 is fantastic. Fa- dude, I love it. I love it so much, bro. It Even me, ranked- like... Go ahead. I, I was going to say, like, even I pop in from, from time to time. I don't play as much as I want to, mm-hmm. but I do pop in from time to time. Like, around December time when we were getting Mandalorian and mm-hmm. Episode Nine, I definitely jumped in because, like, you know, just Star Wars was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And after playing Fallen Order, I was like, okay, why not? You know? Yeah. It's great. Um, it's great. For me, around December, like you were saying, when I wanted the Star Wars vibe, but I didn't want to, like, just lock in on Fallen Order... Mm-hmm. Went here. Uh, I've said this before on the channel. I picked up Battlefront 2 on sale in March of 2019 and really fell in love with it then and just have been revisiting it every so often. But some friends of mine decided to pick it up. So now mm. I have a squad to rely on for this game. There you go. And that's a good mm. feeling. Been doing rounds of Capital Supremacy. The other day we were in one for like 45 minutes. Yeah. I, I they- love how long those matches can go. So long, and like it really does feel like, you know, not like literally, but in a way, like you actually feel like you're playing through a Star War battle. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you really do feel like this is like a long, intense like battle of like multiple steps. Like okay, now we Absolutely. got this. Now we're gonna move into the capital, whatever. You know, different different stuff like that. Like it's 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 really really fun. Like it really does have a good way of like making it feel like Star Wars. You know. Capital Supremacy specifically has given me the same feelings I had playing the original Battlefront 2. Mm. Like, just the scope of it all, the back and forth, it, it genuinely feels like anything can happen. My, in that 45-minute mm. match, my team was down because the initial push in Capital Supremacy is to gain domination points pretty much for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So we were down by like 30%, and then we pushed forward... We, like, f- straight on fully stopped their progress and got up to 100 so we could board their ship. It's a great mode, That's great so game. Dope. That's Can't so dope. recommend it enough. And, I mean, the 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 sound design, they just nail. You know, yeah. getting access to Lucasfilm archives and be able to, like, use, like, true assets from the movies. Yeah. Like, it it shows. It's great. If you love Star Wars, like, you have to at least play Battlefront at least once. Mm-hmm. Uh We've been watching uh, the Clone Wars for Jedi Knights, our Star Wars podcast, and we watched like a, a three-episode arc that was like intense war strategizing. And the entire time, I was like, "Okay, when's this episode over?" Because I want to just like get a match of Battlefront in because I'm feeling that right now. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, so. absolutely. Shout out uh, Battlefront too. Shout out. And while some of those matches can be intense. Like you said with Pokemon, I've wanted to have like a, a chill game, mm-hmm. you know. So Absolutely. my bedtime game, <laughs> the past week or so. Look at that. 
has been Dragon Quest Eleven S on the Nintendo Switch. Interesting. How are you liking it? So I've owned this game since September. Huh. And obviously I couldn't I didn't have the chance to hop into it at the time because my Switch debacle. Ah, the infamous audio. For those unfamiliar, it just went mute and I had to send it out and it was gone for about a month and a half. Um so I know I know, you know, quickly just to keep up on the on your Switch because I do care about your Switch a lot. Me right? too. Uh, I'm glad. <laughs> is um I know the audio randomly came back at one point. Is knock it, on wood. Has it? Has it? I'll knock on my wood too. Has it? Not my wood, but the wood does. Is as wow that wow uh wow. We've been good so far. No other okay, problems. Good. No other issues. Beautiful. 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 Knock on wood. Knock on um, wood. So Dragon Quest, I've owned since then. I tried to give it some time, but like when I tried to hop in before. That was right when I got S.H.I.E.L.D., and it was, like, two RPGs I was juggling at the same time. But having finished the main story and post-game of S.H.I.E.L.D. over the last couple weeks, and still, like, casually going through Assassin's Creed 2 right now, I was like, I want to have, like, something to chip away at, maybe an hour every night. And um, when I've had the time, I have been chipping away. And... I will say it's a bit of a slow burn. I picked up my save file that was about an hour 15 in past the initial, like, this is your hometown. Do a thing for your village. Now go out into the real world. I kind of stopped there. Right. But this past week, got back in. Um, I hit the title screen. So I got that moment um, that, you know, I always appreciate when that's done well. The best one for me, in recent memory, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Odyssey is really good. Because um, that think, one, it's like an hour and a half in. And it's like, yeah, oh, potentially four hours. <laughs> yeah, Depending yeah. on how much you, time you spend on that island. That That is true, yeah. Um, but this one was pretty good. This one, um, you escape prison, you run away from a dragon underneath a castle dungeon where you're being held, and then uh, this like elite squadron of black knights chase you to this cliff. You and your cellmate are like, hey, we're going to die anyway. You jump off a cliff down a waterfall, slow-mo freeze frame, and then the Dragon Quest theme starts playing, and then it transitions into the title sequence. Wow. It was cool. Okay. All right. And ever that since then, really cool. ever since the title screen happened, I, I wake up in this church. There's this old nun who's, like, watching over us, and she's like, oh, be careful, kiddos. There's some... There's some prisoners that escaped. And then my, my, my buddy's like, oh, that's weird. Cool. <laughs> and um, we've just been exploring since then. And it's been a good time. It's really good vibes. It's very chill. Um, I, I don't want to say just yet because I have tried to start it in the past, but I think it's getting its hooks in me. So as, as I recall, I mm-hmm. believe Dragon Quest is uh, of the ilk of a JRPG. It's very similar to Pokemon in terms of the the battle system. You're not oh, really? recruiting monsters. You have a party of like fellow companions that have different abilities and, and yep. stuff like and that. Okay. As of right now, it's myself, Chun, uh, the Luminary is his title, and then my cellmate. His name's Eric. Mm, Eric. So, Eric. Mm-hmm. Can you name other people in the? You can't in this. You can't. Okay, they're, no. they're, they're set names. Okay, I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how long? So if you hypothetically got your got your 
got got its hooks in you. How long are we talking here? Um, it's definitely under three hours so far. Because no, no, I mean like how, how long to beat the game? I mean, oh, to beat me. it? Um, yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry, my bad, my bad. So I've seen some people that I follow on Twitter recently uh, tweeting about the game and like completing it because I guess they used it as their holiday game. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I follow one of the representatives for the Indie World Directs from Nintendo. I think her name is Katie Casper. Right. She tweeted it out and she said 55 hours. 55. I saw someone else say 30 hours. I know some people hours. that put an 80 on PS4. So it seems just, it's purely just off of how much you want to devote to the game, kind of. Yeah, kinda seems like it's it. like right. the pace you want to go at, if you're going right. to dilly-dally, how many side quests you're going to do. I've definitely, especially when I got to the Castle Town, which is the first new area to explore. Yeah. I took my time there. Like, I wanted to see all the little alleyways. I wanted to see what the secrets were here in this town. And I was not disappointed. There were some things that, like, I tried to go into this one house, and they were like, this isn't your house, dude. Get out. (laughs) And I I appreciated that. I was like, yeah, that's a natural reaction. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, Well, I'm glad you found a little little bed game, mm -hmm. as I did with with, uh, Pokemon. Love to see it. It's funny because you also have a nighttime game, but uh, I do have a nighttime game. I, I, I basically said my piece on Dragon Quest, though. I'll update on future episodes if I play more. But you, sir, off of Indeed. I would say the world's recommendation at this point. I can't take sole credit for this. It, it I feel like you were uh, like I was just overlooking the edge, and you just kind of just shoved me. You know? Yeah, that's, sure. That's kind of how it went down. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how it went down. Um, Resident Evil 2. Yes. Now, uh, Christian, mm-hmm. if you recall um, our last episode of Cross Circle, we did uh, we we crowned Game of the Year 2019, if you recall. I do. And uh, at that point, none of us had played RE2. We gave it to Dead Stranding. While I have not beaten Resident Evil 2, um, you said I'm I'm at a pretty good pace to like beat it in the next couple of days or maybe like maybe one or two long sessions of playtime. I'm I'm getting close to the end of Leon's story. I think. Do you have an hour count so far? Uh, I can't. I, I don't remember it. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I but, don't. I don't remember. But if I was to guess, I want to say around three to four. Okay. Based on my memory, you saw the reporter in the prison cell get his head crushed. I did. That you was, were introduced to the woman in the trench coat. Indeed, I was. Okay, so yeah, I think you, you're probably three to four sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I, I acquired the diamond key, and I've opened two doors with the diamond key. Okay. That's, that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I also played through RE2 fairly recently, so I do remember a lot of Leon's campaign. Right. Um... You are playing on standard? I believe I'm on the normal difficulty. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I played on too. It took me about eight and a half hours total. Okay, I see. I see. So, I see. yeah, it, it's fair to say I think you're making good progress considering you right. started this past week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what's your, I want to know something. Absolutely, absolutely. You don't have a huge, based on like my knowledge of your taste. 
outside of games like The Last of Us, right, or maybe Batman, right, stealth slash survival slash horror to an extent. This that isn't something you're well versed in for games, right? Yeah, yeah, that's just typically not particularly my taste in like any kind of media. Well. Specifically, like, horror, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like horror, like, I'm not the biggest, you know, horror fan. My mom, obsessed with horror. Like, she loves horror. Just never really came down to me. I don't know. Just didn't really, you know, I just don't really, not that I have anything against it. It just wasn't really my, not really what I look for in media. Uh, so this was kind of like a first in that facet of, like, you know, kind of like toes into, like, the horror genre, if you will. I'm in um, the same boat. I don't yeah. like horror movies. Yeah. But do you have a fondness for, like, Halloween specials of TV shows or, like, Scooby-Doo, Zombie Island, stuff like that? Yeah. So with that, um, I have an interesting childhood in terms of, like, I wasn't allowed to watch that Cartoon Network and stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh, growing up. But, like, my main attachment to, like, Halloween-themed stuff is, like, Disney Channel movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, Halloween Town. You know, the, uh, uh, the Halloween specials of those shows, stuff like that. Uh, so there is, there is that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, horror, I wouldn't particularly call me a fan of horror at all, you know. Yeah. But and this. I, I think that's interesting because yeah. I think if you take out the intense gore and blood, um, the, like, tone of Resident Evil, specifically in 2, feels like it could be going for one of those, like, afternoon specials kind of vibe of horror. Yeah. Because... Yeah. For me, at least, and I'm curious where you fall on this. I think the game is more intense than scary. Oh, 100%. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I'm not I'm not scared at Resident Evil. I am tense at it. You know? Yeah. Like, There's I am very, terror. like, on, on edge and, yeah. like, very, very cautious about everything now. You know? Like, there's, um... I don't even know how to describe what I've been seeing besides... <laughs> The zombies, but uh, this horrendous. Um, if you recall the Nova Six crawlers from the Black Ops series of Call of Duty, do you sure, yeah. recall that? Mm-hmm. You, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know that monster in RE2 that is very similar, but a lot quicker. Yes. And um, yeah, that's horrifying, right? The dogs are yeah horrifying. horrifying. Dog, the like, dogs are rough. Oh man, but I don't like I've I think I found a system to deal with the dogs so so that I don't have to kill them every time they're around me. I think I found this like I think I understand how they work and how to avoid them. You know, even like if I have to walk in the hallway where a dog is right there, I think I've figured out a system where like I don't have to really encounter it and have it attack me, you know. But nonetheless, it is still scary. Um Yeah. But I am loving Resident Evil 2. That makes me very and happy. I bring up the uh, us crowning death, death stranding, you know, game of the year twenty nineteen. Um, I think we may have made a horrible mistake, Christian. I really think we have. You know, I'm not. I'm not gonna say it right now because I haven't beat the game yet. But I think we've made a horrible mistake, Christian. And I, I think we we got to come to terms with that maybe. Yeah, Resident Evil 2 is a fantastic video game. I think mm. especially because I, I beat Leon, and I know right. Claire's story is different. There is some overlap in the environments, but, like, I'm itching to get back in and play Claire's campaign. 
And yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just like there's so much I love about that. There's very little I dislike about the game. So much of it feels like fair. Like I never felt that there was a cheap moment or like the a zombie bit me when I was like that shouldn't have happened. Like there was no instance of that. Mm-hmm. And the game caught me slipping once, and I I won't spoil it for you, but if you're interested to hear that story, I did a chun-up about it this week, and there's a clip of it in there. But the game, like, makes you... It forces you to respect it. Interesting. In a way that I like. Interesting. Especially, you're, like, you're approaching the point where it does that. Okay. Okay. And I'm really curious how you enjoy the rest of the game. And... I want to, because again, you are like in the first half still. Yeah, so hmm, you're like so on the edge of the about, first half, though. I'm so I have so many questions, but I don't want to ask them yet. Yeah, you know, because I kind of just want to just see what happens. Like I'm so on board, you know. I'm so on board, you know. Um, How I, are you managing with zombies? Um, overall, uh, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I've I've only died like I want to say two times, but one of them was the Nova Crawler looking dude. Um, yes, that is a then, liquor. Oh, like yeah, that's what called. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if they address it by name in the game, but it is a liquor. I saw it in text and how they're essentially blind and and they can't mm-hmm. see. Which I'm thinking now, like, do I have to just walk really slowly? Around yeah, man. Them? Like, is it, that's that's what it is. That's a strategy, hundred percent. Man, because I have been just being like, all right, Kev, listen. Look at the map. Okay, all you got to do is just run straight and go and go on the <laughs> left, and it. you'll be fine. That's it. So oh, yeah. I've just been bum-rushing it the entire time. No, because they can leap, and they can, like, cover distance with their jumps. Oh, I know. I had one time I was I was making my bum-rush moves, uh-huh. and he jumps over me in front of me, turns around, looks straight at me, whips out his tongue. And, like, isn't the whole thing. So, you all know, right, so walk a- slowly. Okay. Got yeah, it. so if you walk slowly, and I'm telling, I'm telling you, you got to be slow, right? And like they can freak you out because they'll get real close, and like it's the game pushing you. It's like <sighs> react, freak out, just do something. Because if you slip man. up, we got you right now. Take what? your time. You know what? And there oh, is yeah, a okay. strategy as well. You can use flashbangs to disorient them. Yeah, yeah, I have been doing those as well. I yeah. have been using the flashes when I can. And also with the dogs, I don't know if it's intentional, but, like, I find that, like, it's almost like dealing with a real dog that you don't want to encounter. I don't know what type of human being you would be to not want to encounter a dog. Like, screw you. But uh, these dogs in Resident Evil, I found that, like, if I just kind of just look away, you know, and keep moving forward, the 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 dogs don't seem to attack me at all. Mm-hmm. That's what if I've that been works. finding. I don't know if that's just me being placebo and me just getting lucky. But I think that may be it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, I hear you laughing. I don't know if that's because, like, I, I, all I'm oh. saying, I wouldn't rely on that as a strategy because I feel there's, like, <laughs> at least one point I can think of where, like, there are dogs that are sicked on you. Okay. All so right. be okay. wary of the well, bridges. I'm definitely enjoying it. I'm loving the puzzles as well. Yeah, that's um, so, so good. I wish more people knew that that was, like, so important to Resident Evil. It's so clever. Like, so many of them are just so clever, you know? And it's like, okay, cool. Like, I get, like, a little – I get, like, something. Like, um, uh, I'm trying to remember one. Well, you'll get something, like, small and say, okay, like, how does this fit 
into everything I've seen beforehand mm-hmm. and where can this go? You know, like the um the spare parts, you know, yeah. which acts as the keys for the lockers to be able to open those to get resources and then also when you get the weapon locker card, you know, it's like there's it's cool things that I like, okay, like where does this piece fit in? I like how also the game respects your inventory in terms of like when you're done with a key item, it'll let mm-hmm. you know, hey, this is now cool to discard so you can save uh spaces in your slots, you know? Mm-hmm. I like that as well a lot. Like I just feel like the game, like you said, it, it's very fair. It's it 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 is consistent in terms of like, all right, you're gonna get a key item. How does this fit into what you've seen before to mm-hmm. be able to get to be able to let you progress? And it's just it's a very just satisfying game. But yeah. it is very intense. It's great. Very There's intense. so much I love about yeah. it. The puzzle specifically, and like the RPD itself is kind of like a puzzle because you got to like navigate all the hallways and figure mm-hmm. out how the shortcuts can connect and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. just so satisfying. I like it a lot. I'm really, really digging it. It's gorgeous, of course. We talked about it's, that. Yeah. Anyway. Oh my it's gorgeous. god. It's the stunning. RE engine is incredible. God. <sighs> so I'm glad you brought up the fact that we didn't play this last year. Mm-hmm. Right now, because you're loving it so much and because I greatly enjoy it, I want to know, are we okay. both going to experience Resident Evil 3 at the same time? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is going to be a POTS for that that's, week. That and is, maybe the week after. Yeah, no, 100%. I'll, of course, you, I'm in day one. I'm in day one. Even the project resistance that i'm that is like the multiplayer of yeah. re3 very interested in that seems interesting could be a fun stream yeah. oh yeah oh yeah i'm in i'm in i'm in um i just can't wait to see i just it's just been killing me because like i need the vibe of being at night and like mm-hmm. the the lights off you know to play re2 i don't know For why sure. i just i just need that vibe so that's what's been kind of like uh, i want to play it during the day while i'm here chilling but mm-hmm. it's all good but yeah RE2 is incredible. Yeah, very, very I agree. Good. Very, very good. So in Resident Evil, there's uh, lots of bioweapons. Indeed. Lots of uh, government organizations using bioengineering. And a lot of that's hidden in documents. And I love reading those documents in Resident Evil. Reco- I recommend every single one you see you read. But we have a real-world outbreak happening at the moment. <laughs> we do it is quite unfortunate the coronavirus the coronavirus and you may be wondering i'm listening to a games cast why are you gonna talk about a world health crisis actually fun fact as well before we even get into this speaking of the coronavirus the first confirmed case in the u.s happened just a mile from me at asu campus wow yeah that is rough i graduated at the perfect time one might say you know (laughs) yeah definitely did Dodge the um, bullet. Huh? I definitely dodged the bullet. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so the reason we're bringing that up is because that may impact, uh, well, we do know it's going to impact, uh, Outer Worlds, the mm-hmm. Switch port, uh, because of the production line where the finishing of this version of the game is taking place and the production of the physical version of the game uh, shipments of it and just the release itself for the Switch is getting delayed. And uh, in line with this also, because of the manufacturing industry and some of it is located in China, 
Animal Crossing. That beautiful Animal Crossing Switch we talked about last week. So good. In some territories, it is going to be shipping later than expected. Um, I believe the release date for that was March 13th. Uh, Now it is going to be a bit later, depending on where you are, because of the risks involved with shipping overseas at the moment. Right, right, right. Quite unfortunate, quite um, unfortunate. and, And Kevin, you brought up, the reason I wanted to include this is because you said that you were reading into speculation of depending on how long this is an issue, it could impact next-gen console launches potentially. Yeah, yeah. So so where I got that bit, it was from uh, Benji Sales on Twitter. Uh, he's someone that tweets a lot of like analytical number type of things involving the industry um, in terms of like, you know, game sold, da-da-da, you know, just – analytical looking into like our favorite games and like how they're doing on like a numbers basis uh mm-hmm. and stuff like that uh but but he was saying you know that he feels you know that next gen could potentially be affected if if this virus you know keeps uh you know keeps pace you know like mm-hmm. when it comes time to start ramping up production i presume like in the summer months you know like may june july is when i i assume the manufacturers start pumping out the PS5s and stuff like that once they have hardware nailed down for next gen mm-hmm. in time for a November or October launch. Uh, if it's still persisting in the summer, you know, we we we, we could see some issues with, with next gen. Launch. I will I say, know. based on conversations I've had with like friends of mine who are in the medical field and know more about how these things work, they still think it's not a thing to worry about at the moment so this could yeah. just be like feeding into the hype because more people die from the flu still than stuff something like this oh yeah oh yeah. um 100%. but i figured it would be worth bringing up since we did see a legitimate implication of the effects of it with the outer worlds yeah, yeah so but so. but it's potentially future news absolutely bringing up we'll we'll, we'll they'll keep an eye on it so stay safe out there wash your hands you filthy animals you know? We you. have some more trouble in paradise, though. More trouble, my boy. Can we take much more? I'm so proud of that transition. Animal Crossing: New Horizons. <laughs> we got Indeed. some more drama because, um, as we know, uh-huh. uh, the Nintendo Switch Online service allows cloud saves for some games. Indeed. When there's the instance of someone being able to manipulate save data maybe clone pokemon and like force spawns of rare pokemon or cheat at multiplayer games like splatoon they wall off the ability to cloud save i didn't know that was the reasoning i thought it was just like from a technical standpoint no yeah so i'm i'm like 80 percent sure that the reason they said at least with splatoon 2 at launch of the service they said no cloud saves because people could use it to cheat I see. I see. Interesting. I totally didn't know that, but okay. Um, I could be wrong. If somebody's listening, explanation on the comments would be brought up in patch notes next week. But um, because of that, uh, there's some debate going on right now about Animal Crossing because as of right now, Animal Crossing New Horizons, uh, as with every Animal Crossing game, when you start up a save file, it generates a random layout for your island. Or, or in previous cases, town. Right. Where the arrangement of your villagers' houses 
is randomized, where the beachfront is 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 randomized, um, natural passageways across rivers, rivers themselves, stuff like that. It's all randomized based on an algorithm. So you get a unique layout and unique right. villagers for every save. Right. So for this version of the game right now, every single switch is going to have one island per system. Right. Okay. Which sort of like fleshing that out a little bit. Um, the switch can have, I believe up to eight user profiles. Okay. And one would expect that like, Hey, if my brother and I share a switch, it's in the living room. I load up my save our, our user profile. It's donkey Kong. I click on him. And then I load up Animal Crossing. I get into my new Animal Crossing town. It spawns for me. Then later that night, maybe my brother wants to start up his town. He goes on his profile, clicks Animal Crossing. He can create a character because it's a profile, like a new save file. But it's the same island. Interesting. So is it is it like, wait, so is it just the same layout like what you were talking about? Or is it like... The effects that you've done in your game, like, is it literally, like, the same island that has the same effects that you were playing on earlier in the day? It is shared. Ah, that's unfortunate. And, to go even further with it, because the this version of a Nintendo system, unlike the 3DS or DS from my knowledge of how they work, um, or maybe the Game Boy is a better comparison, the save data for these games is not held on the cartridge it's held internally on an sd or the system storage so if we both bought the game physically right we would still have to share the same town if it's on the same switch wow which is i can totally understand why people would be upset about that considering the fact that so many people share switches with their family yeah 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 me me personally i'm like i think to you is i mean do you actually share your, your share? Your I don't. Switch, switch, that okay, was just yeah. my way to explain the problem. Explain it. Yeah, yeah. So for us, I mean, like, it won't. It's not gonna affect me at all. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I just I'm the I'm the only I'm the only one that plays my Switch. Unless my brother wants to play Smash, but that's not Animal Crossing. So mm-hmm. I'll be good. But I could definitely see how that could be frustrating to a lot of people. Definitely for sure. Yeah. And. I, I'm not familiar with how multiple saves worked on the GameCube with the original U.S. release of Animal Crossing, but um, I believe in the case of New Leaf, or you might have a better remembrance of the Wii version, um, I'm almost positive a save file and a specific version of the game meant like it was independent to your own profile. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure because I remember because me and my siblings, we all shared one Wii. Mm-hmm. Right, but we all had different towns going and had different progressions going. Yes, yeah, so like you weren't neighbors with your siblings, right? Yeah, no, no. Everyone had their own town. I, I, I mean, if I'm wrong, guys, l- let me know in the comments. But that's how at least I'm remembering it. I definitely remember you know, because we would compare and contrast all of our towns and like how we're doing and stuff like that, um, mm-hmm. and everything. So I do remember it being separated and not okay. like shared at all. So and I, I do know that you could share. A town across two independent players with the original game based on stories i've read about people that like 
oh, I shared the village with my mom. She passed away. And then, like, ten years later, I saw an envelope with a note from her in the game or something like that. Yeah, I remember you sent me that. That is tragic. Yeah. God, Brian Altano had a very funny tweet about something with the I same sort bags, of, like... Right? <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll link that in the description. But um, tragic. to make matters worse, mm. there's more information about this whole debacle. What do we got, Christian? So, Kevin, say somebody excited for Animal Crossing, loves right. their 3DS, was waiting for this game to come out. Say Indeed. they get a Switch Lite. Mm. Because they're yep. used to the 3DS, they're, they want to hop in on that right. for Animal Crossing. They walk into GameStop or Best Buy or Target, and they're like, one Switch Lite and one copy of New Horizons, please. Right. As one does. Yeah. They can start up their thing, no problem. Enjoy it. Let's say, like, eight months later, when Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out, they're like, oh, I'd love to play that on a TV. Maybe I'll get a normal Switch. And then I'll just transfer everything over, call it a day, and have my Switch that I can use in handheld and on my TV. That person would have to look at Nintendo and hear them say, tough luck, (laughs) when it comes to Animal Crossing. So, because you I can't mean, transfer. Uh, I know you can't transfer. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because then what's – I mean I assume that it's not like the the like physical Switch cartridge gets tied to the Switch Lite, right? Like one mm-hmm. could start again on the full Switch, but why would you want to do that? Right, that like point? you'd have an attachment yeah. of, for eight months with your villagers and your town, your island. <laughs> oh, man. But, but – Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, as of right now, if you did want to upgrade your Switch, if your Switch broke, if you lost your Switch, well, if you lost it, Cloud saves you out of luck. But if you wanted to system transfer, which people have done, and you were able to do that, for instance, with Pokemon, which doesn't allow Cloud saves, it did allow system transfer. Mm. You can't transfer your save progress, your island, your layout, your villagers. You can't transfer that across systems, even if you're upgrading or getting a new Switch. So have they also barred like system transfer as well, or is it only the the um, saving to the cloud that that they've said no to? No, so they've barred system transfer for Animal Crossing. That's the example I just gave with the like if you got a different switch, or if you got a replacement switch, and you wanted to bring your progress from that old switch you're getting rid of, or maybe it's broken, to a right. new one, or a full switch going up from right. a light. Can't do it. Right. Okay, okay. I thought you were saying that they were only barring off like cloud saves for oh, no. Animal Crossing, but system transfer they haven't said about. But no, okay, so it is both. Yeah. That is uh see now the question I have now is that why would that be the case if it's for anything like sort of like a disadvantage, like in terms of like being unfair? I really you know what I'm saying? Don't know. Like like what's the like that's what I'm trying to understand. Like, is it a technical reason? Because I don't see the any sort of way that anyone could, quote-unquote, cheat in Animal Crossing. Because, like, it's Animal Crossing. So, <laughs> like, the only thing that I'm thinking... Animal Crossing has a history uh, in their series of... Um, just due to the nature that it is time-based and calendar-based. You have okay. the option to go into your system settings. Tell the system that it's December... 
and then you would experience snowfall, the December events. Right. So, I, if you Maybe did that and then you switched that. it back, you would meet Mr. Rossetti, who is the mole that's like, hey, he like he yells at you for doing that. He's like, hey, I know what you did. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh my gosh, I just got the biggest nostalgia. I remember him with the hard hat and the, yeah. and the axe and the oh the pickaxe. <sighs> so they have a history of like being protective, I guess, in a weird way for what video games are. So I don't know if it's like we can look to that as like a reason of why they would be giving a complicated you can do this, you can't do this. Right. But I really don't know, like, for, from your perspective as someone who's coming back to Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. are you worried that, God forbid, something happens to your Switch, maybe it goes mute, and you have to get a new Switch? Oh my uh, if my Switch went mute, I'll own it, man. Oof. Yeah, like, how do you feel about this right now? I mean, I'm, I'm okay, I, I'm purely on the, all right, you know, the, all this is unfortunate, let's hope it doesn't affect me, right? But um, I feel like it ultimately won't, just because I don't anticipate. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I I don't know. You're right. I mean, I could need to get a new switch in the, in the summer for X, Y, and Z reason or whatever. You know, um, mm-hmm. I'm not getting a Switch Pro because they said that they that they're not putting out a console in 2020 at least. So Good. you know, there's that. But I just don't understand why they won't let at least system transfer for Amar. I feel like, I mean, do you think that we can make enough noise for them to reconsider, like, whatever reasoning they have? Or is it just going to be like, nah, like, this is just, you know, what they're well, going to do? it's funny you say that because I, I wanted to fact check something. And via Nintendo Life, we have an update. Mm. Okay. Um, Via the, I think this was posted a couple hours ago. So, via the Japanese Animal Crossing New Horizons website, mm. uh, and thanks to Google Translate, Let's we see. may have a little bit of hope. Okay. Let's get it. This software does not support save data storage of Nintendo Switch Online, but in case of failure, loss, or theft of the Nintendo Switch console, we are considering a function to back up save data. Use of this function is limited to NSO members. Correspondence time is undecided. We will inform you as the time as soon as the time is decided. Okay. So, so it sounds like they're they're finding some way to figure it out. I wouldn't go that far. Okay. Well, they're gonna think about it. <laughs> yeah. They, but like, I don't know how <laughs> much they'd give here. Right. Personally. Right. Right. So. I just man, it's I is is Animal Crossing competitive in any way? Like. That's my thing. Nah, like, dude, if it's, it's the furthest from yeah. <laughs> as far I mean, I haven't played Animal Crossing in a few years. I have fond memories as a child, but I don't remember at all any competitive slant to it. So, like, I see maybe, no reason. Maybe yeah. I'm thinking. Let's say because there is crafting this game, right? Indeed. Let's say, in line with Pocket Camp, there's certain things that like take some time to implement into your island. Right. Maybe you could like do a cloud save and then like fast forward a bunch of times so that way you have it instantly okay and maybe that I makes guess. other players jealous yeah i guess you know? but then at the end of the day right it's like 
it's not really affecting anyone else. And it's kind of, it seems like a hassle <laughs> to have, like, to build, I don't know, let's say you, let's say it took, like, a full day's worth or whatever to make, like, a desk for your, for your, for your house. I'm just talking on my ass, you know, I'm just saying something, right? So, like, is someone really going to do all, I mean, I know some people will. But will the overwhelming population, like, really do all those hoops and hurdles to just get something built a little bit faster than the average player that, that's playing as they intended? You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Like, you know? I, I hope they come around on it. I'm not anticipating an announcement, despite what we learned. But, um, yeah, like... I guess end of the day, from my perspective, being a Nintendo fan for however many years of my life now, like I know accidents happen, but you gotta just do the best you can to treat that console and that save data like it's gold. Listen, I take special care of my Switch. All right. Yeah, I'm very protective of mine. Very. Like I don't like when when someone first plays it and they try to take off the Joy Cons, I don't let them do it. It's like no, man. Please, step aside, please, please. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me handle my child with care. You know, because mm-hmm. so. you know, we'll see how that story progresses Absolutely. in the near future. But Kevin, it's time for Arkham Watch 2020. Arkham Watch. Batman. This week, uh, I'm I'm gonna lay the groundwork. Grain of salt here. This has come from a website I'm not super familiar with. Um, I, I skimmed r slash Batman Arkham to see if there was some conversation about this on Reddit because I feel like I've been around that Batman Arkham subreddit long enough to recognize like if, if a leak comes out or if a rumor comes out they'll tear it apart if they feel like it's not true right right this one seems a little up in the air mm. Mm. so via Geeks Worldwide GWW there is reporting, sort of corroborating the information we've known about WB Montreal's Batman game for a while. Court of Owls, um, Bat Family, there was a canceled Damian Wayne game. What we have that I think is worth talking about for a little bit for Arkham Watch this week is that their game is going to be a soft reboot of this franchise that we know and love that will also be introducing a shared DC video game universe. Indeed. So, Kevin, as someone who recently played the series... Yep. I know we were talking a little bit before about it, but, like, do we think that to go that route, to set up a DC gaming universe, again, hypothetical here, do you think they would need to do a reboot? Because, as you saw in the Arkham Trilogy... They do reference characters, cities, villains of other DC franchises. Oh yeah, yeah, a ton. Like, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of references to a lot of different things in the Arkham games that like make it, uh, make you know, just point to the player that yeah, like this is not just a world where just it's only Gotham and Batman. You know, like everyone else is out there. We just don't see them. You yeah. know, which. I figured that was them kind of laying the groundwork for if they want to do something in the future, you know, 
they they have the 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 seeds already in place to grow a tree that could be a new IP, you know, mm-hmm. in the universe. Um, so I never. That's why I was very confused. Is not confused, but just like, uh, this seems kind of odd because I don't. I mean, I'm on the side of I don't really want to see this rebooted. You know, mm-hmm. I could see it being cool. I guess, like, if we're, you know, and it's not like I'm not going to play it if it is a reboot, you know, but yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see it get rebooted. Yeah. Personally. And I mean, like, when I read reboot, when I read that word, I was like, I did get a little excited of like starting from scratch, you know, right. um, there are a lot of choices that were made in the Arkham series that, well, I think worked incredibly well for the story they told there would be difficult to, I think, exist in a shared universe how I'm imagining they'd want it to exist. Yeah. Because not spoiling Arkham Knight, it would be difficult to have a concurrent story where the characters we've experienced from the Arkham games are interacting with Superman or Wonder Woman the way that I think they probably want to right. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think a prequel could fix that because we did think that the WB game is going to be a prequel to or a sequel to Origins, prequel to the Arkham trilogy from Rocksteady. So yeah, mm. it just comes back to like the reboot is a little confusing. Yeah, I mean, I if you were to ask me, hey Kev, like, would you want them to reboot it or just place it after Origins but pre Asylum? And have it be Court of Owls. Have it be this thing, you know, that happens. Superman and... shows up. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, all right. Just In to say reb- hi. Huh? Just to say hi. Okay. I like that. He flies Just in. Say- He's like, hey, Bats. <laughs> bats, my man. Catch you on the PS5. It's pizza time. Yeah. Wrong universe. But <laughs> uh, I would have much rather had uh a i mean well had like it's official it's not official but mm-hmm. i would have i would like to see a origins sequel and a asylum prequel still you know be in that little in between you know definitely that little crevice if you will you know and i think like if they do want to turn this into a very long franchise Right. You know, and like have maybe a new trilogy of Batman games in this shared existence. I still feel like the gap from Origins to Asylum is big enough that you could get a handful of games out of it. Oh, yeah. I agree. You know? I agree. I agree. Because if, I'm sure you know the exact years it's been that Batman's been Batman in Asylum. Do you recall how long? I want to say it's 10 years. That could just be out of no context at all. But I want to say he's been Batman for 10 years at the beginning of Asylum. In my head, don't know why the number four was in there. Okay. But four years was in my head. Maybe that's the year. Maybe that's how long he is Batman in Origins. Because I know Origins, he's a he's a pretty new Batman. He's he's new. You know, yeah, that's like, like he pretty much year one or two, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like like he hasn't worn the cowl for a long time. He's definitely a new a new one. But I mean, I felt like even like the way they wrote Batman and like the and the way he acts and acts in Origins versus Asylum, you can tell. Like without it without there even being games there, like there's a steep evolution, you know, sure. of that character. You know, from 
from that specific Batman from Origin to Asylum. So they could do a lot. I agree with you on that. Like they have room for plenty in there to flush out what he went through in between those two games. Um, and I'd much rather see that than than a reboot. But nonetheless, I mean, you're right. I guess a reboot could be interesting. It could be cool, you know. Yeah. Like, but yeah. if they take the lessons they learned from the four Arkham games, how do you feel about th- coming fall 2020? What this says, because I don't buy that at all. But that's I mean, me. it puts a wrench in my theory of it being a current gen game because I was expecting that, and I was expecting Rocksteady would come out swinging in the first year of next gen. Right. Right. But because they haven't announced it yet, and I was expecting we would have had an announcement by the end of March, and I think I'll feel more this way if come the end of March there's still nothing. Yeah. I really was expecting a PS4, Xbox One release by, like, August. Mm-hmm. And then at the event for PS5 or at E3... Rocksteady shows up with their incredible-looking new DC property getting an adaptation, and it's, like, May 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that, like, it might be a fall 2020 game, like, obviously, if we look at Cyberpunk and Avengers, there's still a space for PS4 games to come out, but it, it makes me wonder what the strategy would be you know yeah like oof like you're really cutting it closer because i know origins came out pretty close to ps4 it was i think in spring of 2013 i think no i believe that was like october of 2013 i think consoles were either about to come out or already out oh no way huh it was really that fact check that but wow yeah so then i mean if they're trying to do a round two on that i suppose Uh, interesting strategy october 25th 2013 Man, that's really close to next gen. Holy crap. Wow. That was really close. So I guess maybe we could see a reflection of that. But yeah. and then get the uh re I mean, if they want to remaster it, you know, but I know like PS4 games will work with PS5. Um mm-hmm. so they might be like expecting that and not have to remaster the game. But interesting stuff. Interesting. Yeah. I yeah, I just feel like with us not having an official announcement, I don't see it coming out this year, though. I don't know. I, I can kind of see it, but uh, I just don't know. They've been quiet since 2013. You know, we've seen a handful of games this generation get announced in May, come out in September. I think True. it's still possible. I wouldn't write it off just yet. And All I right. think the, the PS5 does make it a little interesting, but... I think there's still a little bit of hope before we look to PS5. We will see. All right. We shall. I dig it. But Kevin. Yes, sir. Third week in a row. Mm. We've hit an hour. It's time for POTS. POTS, 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 POTS. The point of the show this week. Um... I don't think it's a conversation that's going to be super in-depth with the conversation I've seen surrounding the story. Right. More of a hypothetical for you and me to talk about. Dan Hauser, mm. co-founder of Rockstar Games mm. with his brother. Indeed. Dan Hauser has left the building. He's out. 
He's he's on the streets, poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure he's struggling nope. right now with his Absolutely financial no funds. Absolutely no money at all. Starting up Rockstar, he has yeah. not a penny in sight. Nope. So before we get into the angle of this, I want to talk about with you. Uh, I pulled from Kotaku and Luke Plunkett. Dan Hauser, who along with his brother Sam Hauser founded Rockstar, has been one of the most important figures in the video in video games over the last 20 years, and he's leaving the company next month. Uh, he's been on a break since 2019, and his brother Sam is maintaining his role currently in the company. Right. But this is I I was shocked when I read this. Yeah, this was this was big news. This was this was a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't because, like, I knew. Honestly, I'm going to keep it completely real with y'all. I did not know of Dan Hauser. Really? You know what I'm saying? Before this. Yeah, I had no. And, like, I got a little more context as to why I didn't know of him from, like, a first-name basis. Obviously, I know Rockstar. Obviously, I know, you know, how how important Rockstar is as a development team, you know. But uh, who put it in the context was, was Greg Miller, where he was saying that, like, yeah, I mean, he doesn't give out interviews. You know, yeah. he that's just not never, never been his thing, whatever. And when they got one back in 2010 with him, it was like a big deal in the office. Like, yo, we have an interview with Dan Hauser, you know, and that just doesn't mm-hmm. happen. So he definitely seems to be like a doesn't want to be in the limelight. You know, definitely doesn't want to be, you know, out on the front giving interviews and stuff like that. So, yeah. So I have to wonder, like Dan Hauser wrote. And was the creative director on pretty much most of the Rockstar games that have come out uh, since they started. Like, yeah. he wrote Red Dead, he wrote the Grand Theft Autos, GTA V, Red Dead 2, Bully. And while I think I prefer the writing found in the Red Dead games... I think, like, this could actually be a benefit to Rockstar in a way. Interesting. Okay, so you're on the more positive side of it. Okay. I would, I'm I would definitely interested because, like, there were rumors that uh, Take-Two, the parent company of Rockstar, has been putting on pressure for them to get back to multiple games across a generation. Right. Because the PS4 only had one exclusive Rockstar game, and that's Red Dead 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Were you true. big on last gen Rockstar games? No, no, no. I wasn't allowed to play them actually growing up. So I was a, not either for a, a very long time. Yeah, yeah. That's a big reason why. Um, but looking back and the kind of just like you know, uh, you know, seeing the differences from essentially like Rockstar pre Red Dead versus post Red Dead, right? Um, Red Dead One, yeah, or yeah, I'd say. I mean, essentially with with GTA Five is what I guess I'm kind of pointing at. In like mm-hmm. terms of like GTA Five, I, I as far as I'm aware was like the first game that you know they they took a very very long time to develop, you know, and they haven't put one out since for a variety of reasons I'm assuming. But the the like notion of them like doubling down on GTA Five and making it this insanely crafted game that people still play to this day. Their biggest month they've ever had was in December of 2019, like financially wise, you know? So, so they, 
don't know. Wait, I forgot. I lost my, I lost my whole train of thought. But um, well, I, I think you're making an interesting point because like GTA Four was 2008. I think, and then 2007. 2009 was the Ballad of Gay Tony, which was right. a significantly large story expansion for four. Mm-hmm. And then Red Dead Redemption was 2010. So, even with that, you see Rockstar releasing, I would say, three games over the course of like about two years. Yeah, like multiple. Right, right, right. And three years later, we get GTA Five. Yeah. Right. right and then six years later <laughs> or no sorry five was red dead 2019 uh no 2018 God of 2018 God okay of yes yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right yeah, yeah. five years later they have another game um so take two owning them like is used to that income coming in right they're used to the multiple rockstar tentpole releases of the ps3 and 360 era right so I personally like believed those rumors of them wanting to make more money off of the name of Rockstar, considering Red Dead Two and GTA Five, like they have too much money. <laughs> you know, like they've earned too much money. But like that would almost be my counter argument is that like I feel like the reason why those two games have so much money is because they. As far as I'm aware, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the scope of GTA V was much more massive than any other GTA that they've had prior. And I know from from first-hand account, the scope of Red Dead 2 was immensely bigger than Red Dead 1. You know what I'm saying? So, like, them, like, doubling down on their IPs and, like, making, like, a really, really well-crafted experience, you know, that, uh, that, that has legs for for years to come with their uh, online services not so much reddit online but mm-hmm. specifically gta online you know um i figure like take two wouldn't but like i just didn't expect them to be as greedy as what yeah, the man. rumors are alleging you but, gotta I mean, look at it from like a business yeah executive yeah i'd like to say that too yeah i totally get that angle as well yeah. if they were consistently getting a game out like maybe every two years or three years and they they still made a ton of money back then they're just making like ridiculous amounts of money now right like it's like why don't we do this more they're making <laughs> yeah. more money now why don't we just make another one yeah <laughs> you know yeah. yeah so i could see it from that angle but like i want to ask you mm-hmm this is going to get to a big hypothetical. I haven't seen a conversation like this yet. Okay. Come the end of PS5. Right. The always oh, Okay, so the end. The end of PS5. Okay, we're talking okay, way out. What do you think Rockstar looks like? Do you think they have like multiple games as a service games? Do you think they have a bunch of like cutting edge single player games with online features? Do you think they branch out and make a third new IP to have three living ga- like what are you thinking? the direction of this company is with the rumors in mind with the creative force of most of these games departing right in your head what does the next five to ten years look like for this company Hmm. okay i see them definitely doubling down on gta online right whether that is like a new version of gta online with gta 6 or some form or fashion you know or somehow you can carry your progress from gta online prime and bring it over to 
whatever they call this the like sequel that comes with GTA 6, right? I feel like they will still keep that going, right? I feel like Red Dead 2 was the last Red Dead we'll get. I really, really think so. I don't think... I know Red Dead is a huge, huge IP, but I don't know. I just think, like, Red Dead 2 was 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 going to be it, you know? And I, I can't see you right now. I don't know if you're looking at me crazy. You I'm very well might be. i my chest. Okay. I mean, I love Red Dead. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I just have a feeling that, like, I don't think we'll have Red Dead anymore. Okay. And I, I and I literally have no basis for that. I just have a feeling, you know. I I mean, there's definitely an argument to be made if you look at online that like the revenue that comes in outside of buying the disc, right? There's less room for profit there than there is with GTA, where you can bring in all these different cars and boats and events and yeah, high life luxury apartments. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. you can't Buy do that it. with Cowboys. Yeah, like you can't buy a casino. Oh, it'd be cool if we could buy a saloon. That'd be neat. But yeah, like I, I honestly thought that we were gonna get that. We could still, you know. True. True. There's nothing true. to say we won't yet. Right. Because uh, GTA Five, like you said, had its most successful month since launch. Yeah, six in this years past later. December. Yeah. It's yeah. Wild. It's wild. You know. So, I don't see them ever letting up that, or letting up GTA as an IP itself you know um yeah i do see them probably doing something else now that dan hauser is gone mm-hmm. or is leaving you know i i see that you know with 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 any big change in anything you know you have like more room to do something different you know L- like change brings difference you know what i'm saying so yeah i could i could totally see them picking up a new ip or trying something but i think in terms of like to I mean, I could see them pumping out more games like how they used to, but I think would be I think would be a little bit more likely, you know, because I imagine that some portion of the studio doesn't want that, and I don't know if Dan wanted that, you know, like are we are we talking as if that's the reason why Dan left to a degree? That Maybe, like, like that pressure to make more games from Take Two. I would assume so, because, like, if you think that Red Dead 2, based on the success of GTA 5, if Red Dead 2 was, like, go nuts, blank check, make another trillion dollars. Right. Like, you you have that freedom as the person who's responsible for those games. So, I wonder if these rumors being true, and again, like, that's... It's hard to like base it just on hearsay, but like, if that's the only major conflicting thing with just like the power that that studio would have right now, in terms of taking their time doing what they want, that makes like that's the only opposition really they've faced as far as we know, because they are a private studio, and that expose that Schreier did on the crunch scenario, yeah, was kind of yeah. damning. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, it's yeah. it's just a lot to think about, you know, because like I could maybe see a reality where like you're saying they double down on GTA and maybe the course of the PS5 PS5 is like GTA 6 comes out close-ish to launch, and then maybe every two years 
we get a significant story expansion with new online like a new online map that's what i was that's what i was leaning towards yeah like i think i don't think i think to meet in the middle if there is some sort of like tug of war two side thing going on with take two and rockstar rockstar wanted to just double down like hey listen like let us you know take care of these games let us craft and take years you know to develop these games to ultimately have a huge payoff at the end of the day you know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. Let's play the long game with these IPs as opposed to take two, where they want them to make more games rapidly, go back to that, like, we'll call it two and a half, three year dev cycle, as opposed to like the four or five they're on right now, sometimes six years, but I digress. You know, like maybe having a in between of having those big story episodic DLCs back, mm-hmm. you know, into their IPs. I think I think that could be good. Like one off time ahead that I would love to see out of Red Dead 2 is um a Sadie. Sadie? Yeah, Sadie. 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 Sadie yeah, like, give me a Sadie DLC. You know? That'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, flesh out some of those characters that, that they've been introduced in Red Dead. And then, I don't know, you know, maybe the, e like, maybe uh, something of that ilk for GTA, you know? Yeah. I, I see that being, like, the nice, like, middle ground that they can both reach, you know? Yeah. I... <laughs> It's it's an interesting topic, I think, to think about, too, as far as what they look like in the next few years, because you also have to account for crunch. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, a lot of the conditions that were reported sounded horrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> you know? like, dude. Yeah, like, especially the, the like, um, the praise of, like, almost... Being able to like bluff and like have a have a be able to like flaunt how many hours you've worked that week, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, like that is oof. Yeah, that's not. It's, yeah. It makes me wonder too about how this the next gen shakes out for them because like, let's say this new approach, if they really are taking a new approach after Dan Hauser left, right? Let's say they do go back to the two to three year releases and have a much more manageable like development schedule resource management for the sake of their employees you know mm-hmm. because like if you want to ramp up the number of releases and for how much crunch there is like you it's physically impossible to have a jump of like a gta 5 to a red dead 2 for every release if you're shortening the span between releases that is a really good point that i didn't without dialing crunch up to like 25 yeah you're right like if we got that big expose during this version of rockstar what does it look like when they try to go back and do multiple games you know every i mean like a game every like two or three years yeah like if crunch is already this bad at mm -hmm. how long these dev cycles are we right. had one game on PS4 yeah. era from Rockstar. One. And there was and that whole crunch thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. And I'm coming in from it right now with the perspective of being hopeful and assuming that they're going to, like, retool their management to be better about that. Right. If that's the case and they want more frequent releases, I feel like they're going to be scaled back. Mm. And I don't know how that will be received because as oh, we like know the games will be scaled back in terms of size or length or something like yeah 
and nah, like I mean, that is not the priority you know but like there's gonna be for the number of people that bought gta 5 if a bunch of people buy gta 6 and they're like why isn't it as big as los santos right right you know like if if they you know did the definitely unexpected right and came out in like a blog post like hey listen gta 6 we announced it you know a few months ago we're hard at work at it um you know we want to address head on and show you know show the people that we are addressing the concerns of crunch and for that sake gta 6 will overall be a more focused project you know and be honed in uh as opposed to gta 5 right i could see the hardcore like you and me being in favor of that because like you know we don't want to see the the devs kill themselves over over gta 6 you know but i could see the overall masses of people that aren't aware of the crunch at rockstar and they just like gta 5 you know the Mm -hmm. the the common gamer um i could see them being obviously upset at getting a smaller product out of gta 6 coming from Mm -hmm. gta 5 you know yeah and like it it is getting into a ton of hypotheticals at this point you know because like it's hard to predict what's going to happen or when gta 6 even happens what that looks like but i i'm really interested to see what rockstar does in the next like five years i am i am too i am too yeah so i don't know if it's not red dead 3 i will be sad I would be sad to too. I would be sad too, but I yeah. I don't know, man. I have this like thin thin type. I have a feeling, episode nine. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It all comes back don't... to Star Wars. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I don't think we'll see a Red Dead three. I hope I'm wrong though. Mm-hmm. That being said, though, if they are bringing in new talent to tackle the next GTA, I am interested. As at the top of this conversation i said i prefer the red dead storytelling so like if we change it up I'm not opposed right right so i feel you i feel you uh do you have any final remarks about rockstar or any of this hauser business or what it means um uh, i do want to keep on it because uh like it 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 seems i mean i'll try i'll try phrases like I feel like we've – not feel. We have only had a rock star with him at the helm in terms of, like, narrative-driven uh, aspects of these games, right? Yeah, so I do want ping-pong game have narrative in it? Well, <laughs> I mean, like, the the major projects, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I was genuinely curious. Wait, what? I was genuinely curious if that ping-pong game had, like, a story or something. I want to know if that uh, what was that agent? That, agent, yeah. Dude. What if they bring back agent, bro? That'd be cool. That would be cool. But I do want to see what Rockstar is without him, you know, and like how 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 deep are the effects, or are we just overblowing it? And it maybe he's had this like kind of step back, you know, for a while, and we've been seeing a Red Dead without him at the helm of it, you know, for a while. And we just don't know, you know, I would, that's what I'm interested to see as to like, mm-hmm. how big is the effect we'll be looking at with, with rockstar in the future. So, yeah. And I think that's a good point to bring up. Cause like, remember 
his brother and co-founder Sam Hauser is staying. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know how heavily he's involved from a creative standpoint. Um, I don't know if he's looking to keep things like keep the identity of Rockstar consistent with what it's been. Mm-hmm. And like you said, because of the lack of interviews, because of the privacy of Rockstar and the fact that we learned about this very like a real issue with their production that's existed for God knows how long. Yeah. It's hard to say what this means right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's really interesting. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And like, I just feel like Rockstar is so integral to the industry, you know? Oh yeah. I feel like they're, they're one of the pillars that like, like we've talked about before, like when you buy a console, in the same vein that if you buy like a Switch, you're gonna yeah. buy Mario Kart. If you buy a new console, you're gonna buy GTA. That's just how it goes. You know. GTA Five was my first PS4 game. I don't think it was mine. Oh wait. Oh, when they brought it over the summer after release. Yeah. Yeah, because I got my PS4 in 2014. Ah, I do recall. I do recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you look at that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rockstar games are still events. So absolutely, absolutely, hundred um, percent. And I'm and like we, I'm on the same page of, as you of like last gen. I really wasn't permitted because of my age to play mm-hmm. Rockstar games. Red Dead was my first one that I owned. Mm. But yeah, even back then, I remember leading up to Red Dead. I was like, oh, this is a big deal. Oh yeah, because yeah. like my neighbors had San Andreas. Like I was familiar of that logo. So like. It's a new era, I think. Actually, speaking of the logo, oh wow, this is all Midnight Club on the PSP. Uh-huh. I think that was my first Rockstar game. Actually, no, I had San Andreas, and my dad saw me playing it, and quickly took it away. Quickly, <laughs> with the swiftness. So I got a solid like maybe half an hour in mm. GTA, San Andreas. Yeah. But yeah, be before GTA Five and Red Dead, yeah, it was a Midnight Club on the PSP. Shout out. Very interesting. Shout out. Mm-mm-mm. But we did a lot of uh, theoreticals this week, especially in the latter half of this episode. <laughs> so, um, Kevin, thank you for joining. Absolutely, always a pleasure. Where can the listeners find you online? Follow me uh, at the KDS123 on Twitter. You can follow me on there at T-H-E-K-D-I-Z-123. Follow me on my, uh, you know, at night. I've been tweeting a lot about uh, Re- Resident Evil. I almost said Red Dead. Resident Evil, you know, mm-hmm. going going through that. Trying to, you know, share the screenshots with less spoilers, you know. I was afraid I did last night because uh, it was the helicopter thing. I think I think you're good. I thought that was yeah. I'm like I'm like this doesn't seem to be that narratively tense or like yeah. important. So I think I'll be okay with this. And it was it's, a cool moment, you know. It's been out for over a year now. That's true. That's true. And it's a remake of a game that came out in like '98. That is that is also true. Yeah. So yeah. I think you're fine for screenshots. So definitely follow me on Twitter for that, as well as of course on YouTube.com/slash/PlayStationSource as well. Uh, mm-hmm. By the time you're watching this, which is on Friday. The day after, on Saturday, I'm scheduling to upload the Return of Road to Part Two. It's back. New co-host. What co-hosted. is Road to Part Two? 
Road to Part 2 is uh, a part of the Road 2 series on PlayStation Source where we go in-depth and cover uh, major PlayStation-exclusive games, right? Mm-hmm. We have Road to Dreams as well, leading up to Dreams, actually coming out next week, so we should have thoughts on that uh, in the coming JoyClicks Gamescast episodes. But Road to Part 2 covers The Last of Us Part 2, leading up to release for that one. So Very nice. took a little hiatus, but we're back. A new co-host, a new fresh head of paint. It's good stuff. Nice. It's good stuff. So keep on watching for that. Where can the people find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chris N. Buckley. If you're looking at our faces right now, uh, you're on YouTube.com slash JoyClicks, where, like Kevin said at the top of the show, you can see him take on his first gym leader in Pokemon. Indeed. Uh, we have a variety of shows, like I mentioned, uh, Star Wars podcast, Jedi Knights, um, Chun Up, where I did dive deep on some of my favorite parts of the mechanics of RE2. Mm-hmm. Both of those are on the channel now. But if you want to listen to the show, because it is occasionally over an hour, I know people okay. like listening to shows. <laughs> so sometimes we get to the main point an hour in, you know? It's yeah. Just, it just happens. Uh, you can find this on podcast services. Most podcast, ser- podcast services including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you enjoy the show, uh, sharing it would be very nice for both of us. Uh, liking it, uh, rating it, maybe leaving a review. Mm. All appreciated. Oh. And if we did get stuff wrong, please feel free to comment. Co- uh, join the Discord and let us know what we got wrong, and we will address it in patch notes the following week. But that's going to do it for this one. Always a pleasure. It is. So. Always a pleasure. Until next time, uh, we still, we still have haven't locked one down. <laughs> we still don't have an outro, man. How about uh, Raimi to direct Doctor Strange into the madness? That's not the title of the movie. All right, goodbye. <laughs> Pizza time. Mm-hmm.